0: Hello and welcome to the Intuitive Writing Podcast, a production of the Intuitive Writing Project, a writing-based empowerment program for girls and gender-expansive youth. We are dedicated to giving young writers a safe, encouraging, non-critical, unconditionally supportive space to write their story, speak their truth, and assert their voice, both as writers and as leaders. For a bit of background, my name is Elizabeth and I created this program 11 years ago because it's what I wanted and needed when I was young, a supportive place to be truly seen and heard. That's why we use the Amherst Writing Method, a radically nurturing and empowering writing methodology I wish everyone learned in grade school. You can read more about the Amherst Method on their website and in Pat Schneider's groundbreaking book, Writing Alone and With Others. But the basic principles and the ones that guide all of our classes are, number one, everyone is a writer with important stories to tell. Number two, everyone has their own unique voice, a voice that needs to be heard. And number three, our voice will grow stronger and clearer the more it is supported and positively affirmed. In our classes, everyone writes together, everyone shares their writing, and then everyone takes turns giving each other grounded, positive feedback. By that, I mean we repeat back and lift up the words, lines, phrases, or concepts that really resonated for us. Since we can't violate the sanctity of our classes by recording what goes on there, These one-on-one or three-people conversations are designed to provide a little glimpse, a microcosm, of what happens in the classroom. You can also read about our org and read our students' words as they were published on our blog, The Intuitive Voice, with the links below. If you enjoy listening to one young reader read their words and talk about it, imagine how powerful it is when six young writers are reading their words and giving each other positive, affirming feedback. It's pretty life-changing and there's a lot more I could say about it, but I'll let these young writers speak for themselves. On behalf of all the writers at the Intuitive Writing Project, I want to thank you for supporting their voices for being present and really listening to the wisdom, insight, and brilliance of young people. Today, I am so honored and excited to be talking with our very own brilliant Sarah Hawkins about her writing and her creative writing process. Sarah, thank you so much for being here today. I wanted to start by having you tell us your age, your pronouns, and when you first started writing with the intuitive writing project
1: um i'm super excited to be here i am 18 years old i go by she her pronouns and i have been writing with the intuitive writing project for about 6 years i believe 6 or 7 years
0: that is amazing Um, I want to just mention, because I think it's noteworthy that you started in the community where we have our in-person classes and then your family moved. And so you have continued despite distance online in our Zoom classes, which is so awesome. Um, So I was going to ask next, if you could give us a little anecdote about what you remember. What I know it's been a while, but what you remember from your first year or two when you were just a wee thing in middle school, um, an anecdote about writing.
1: Yeah, I don't know if there's like an exact moment, but I do remember my like middle school group, maybe my seventh grade group, um, uh, and I just remember always being so excited to go to the class because oh. it was a great group of girls who I really enjoyed writing and sharing with, and it was super comfortable because they weren't people I saw in my everyday life but they were all just super open and sweet I was the youngest but they were always like open with open to me which was amazing
0: oh that is so lovely I think that does make a difference when it's not people you go to school with so Mm -hmm. um it feels safer and it's just like a fresh fresh energy fresh perspective Completely. Yeah. And I, agree with that. I love that you were the, you're used, you're a younger person in your family. So you're used to being the younger one, I guess. it's yes. Normal, <laughs> but you were a great sport about it. I love that you were willing to write with older girls, slightly older. Um, So I am so excited. All of your writing, I always say this with all of our visiting writers, it's very hard to pick one piece to talk about just one piece, because really all of your writing together is a much more, um, eloquent it captures who you are more perfectly but we're just going to pull one piece to read today and it's called ephemeral and if you would read your poem to us today ephemeral
1: yes the soft breeze rattled the trees as the grass swayed the water rippled and distorted my reflection as i start as i stared back at myself the world was quiet nothing existed outside of this moment a perfect moment of serenity away from everything i reached out toward the water almost to capture it but as my finger touched there was nothing left to grab
0: Mm. so beautiful um and i want to say that you are one of our poets who is so skilled you have a skill i do not have which is to tell a powerful story succinctly you always use the perfect amount of words and i think it's actually really hard to do several lines that jumped out at me that are just so impactful um the water rippled and distorted my reflection as i stared back at myself i love that idea and i should mention to listeners that one of the, I think one of the prompts for this, actually, the the prompt for this was to write a self-portrait, poetic self-portrait, verbal self-portrait. um, And we had talked about how weird it is that we live in this culture where we can always see ourselves. There's mirrors and cameras and photos everywhere. But if you think about it, for most of human history, especially prehistory there were no mirrors there were no cameras people that was before people painted portraits the only way somebody could see themselves was in the reflection of water but of course water ripples and distorts your reflection so who are you then how do you know yourself when that's all you have is to look through the distortion of water and then i just love how the serenity and the peace that the narrator is experiencing because, partly because there isn't this reflection, this perfect reflection staring back at them. They have to go inward more. And it's more about their inner experience versus the outer experience. And then towards the end, I think the writer captures the ephemeral as the title, the ephemeral nature of life and everything and even identity that you can't really hold on to it. We were here for a moment and then we're gone, just like water. I reached out toward the water almost to capture it. As my finger touched, there was nothing left to grab. Also, the word capture is interesting because we often say um, a photograph captures someone, which is kind of creepy now that I say that. Why do you want to be captured? (laughs) We can't actually capture the spirit or the essence of someone or of life. Um, Who we are is so complex. It can't be captured in an image or even uh, physically in any way. So I feel like this whole piece is um, existentially powerful. And that leads me to ask you about your creative process. And when you started this piece and we were going to talk about like what happens a lot of times is one starts writing or before one even starts writing, one doesn't know what to write about or just feels stuck. So I want to, first, I want to talk specifically about your experience writing this piece. And then I want to talk about just writing in general, because you've been doing this for almost seven years, if not seven years, you have a lot of experience. You definitely have your 10,000 hours by now. <laughs> um 10,000 hours of anything is what makes you an expert, so you you are an expert at writing at this point. So what was your creative process with this piece?
1: With this piece, I think I was kind of having trouble getting started. Um so I was looking at the different prompts and there were I think I kind of combined a few prompts almost I believe Mm. there was a prompt about like self-portrait there was also a prompt about perfection I believe and I also love to listen to music as I write so I was listening to music and I listen it's kind of strange but I listen to sad music a lot of times Mm. while I'm writing and it kind of helps me like get in the mood to write I guess (laughs) and I think, yeah, I think I just kind of started writing. I was writing about nature because I think it was one of the prompts was about like nature, self-portrait that, that was like mm-hmm. combined, I believe. So I started to write about nature and then I started to kind of combine it with the perfection prompt.
0: That's right. I forgot. I'm glad you pointed that. For I always throw out so many prompts. I can't remember. what I,
1: do no, I understand.
0: But yes, that was part of it is this thing that, what is perfection i mean it's a ridiculous concept there i don't think there is such a thing either everything's perfect or nothing's perfect so it's a sort of an abstract concept and you can't you can't ever quite capture it you can't quite get to whatever that level is it's impossible if you look at nature nature's a perfect example of how the river may look beautiful but it's constantly moving whatever mm-hmm. was perfect in the moment it's gone and it's gone on to the next moment next moment so that's perfect metaphor and i love that you say you listen to sad music i do as well in fact i feel like when we used to meet in person and we'd have somebody like dj for the class the universal preference was sad music i don't know what it is about sad music i think it puts you into more a uh, introspective kind of space like you mm-hmm. kind of go in more um also, we can't have, if you, you can't have words because then, that, then you start writing the words from the song. So it needs mm-hmm. to be, maybe, do you feel like your sad music is a little slower? Do you think that's part of it? Yeah,
1: I think that's definitely part of it. It's, sad music I think is slower and I agree, it kind of puts you into it, an introspective like mode. I think it also, when I'm listening to sad music, I think, I yeah, I'm thinking more and it's, when I'm listening to like, um, very like, I don't know, like rap or pop music or something sure. like that, I'm like singing along to it and I'm, it's kind of like making me more energetic almost. Yes. But when I'm listening to sad music, it's kind of calming me and yes. it's putting me into a mode where I'm able to write. Yes, that's so that beautiful just a long ways No, that, no, but.
0: that's exactly. What I think you were processing it out loud as you were saying, and that's mm-hmm. so insightful. Is that you're right? Most popular music, and I think about this from a sociological standpoint. Most pop music that's on the radio is very energizing, and if you think about, it, we live in a culture where we're all expected to do 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 go 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 go. So it's interesting that music is often like because music is medicine, music, like all the arts affects us deeply. So when most of the time we do need go, go, go music, whereas doing something creative, like writing or painting, you need to slow down. Mm-hmm. And I love that you do that. Um, I love I actually just had this thought that it would be cool if you had a Spotify list of music that you like to listen to if we could include it in the show notes because it could be inspiring for people to also listen to your whatever you listen to
1: because I
0: do think the the whole culture supports us in being active doing but it's harder to find support in the culture to support us in being um quiet reflective introspective which actually brings up another topic that um I really wanted to talk about with you in particular and that is the issue of writing for mental health and just mental health issues in general as you and I have talked about and I'm going to have you talk a little bit about your work what you do it's just so amazing and inspiring but there is a mental health crisis for I mean, honestly, I think everyone in America is having a mental health crisis, but it's especially bad among young people and particularly teenage girls and gender identifying youth. And I think part of it is this pressure to go, 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 do, 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 work, 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 so much homework, so many activities and boxes you're expected to check off. And outside of these classes, classes like ours, I know we're not the only people who have creative writing classes, but unless you take a class where you actually are with people who are sitting together to be creative, it's really hard to find time for it. And so I wanted to ask you about how writing has helped you from a mental health perspective. I mean, it's writing is no substitute obviously for therapy and that sort of thing, but it's therapeutic. And I was gonna ask, since you've done it for now almost seven years, how has it supported? How is the writing process helpful?
1: Yeah, I think it's very helpful and it is very therapeutic. I think when I'm having a bad day or something like that, just sitting down and writing out my thoughts, no, like no matter what they are, it's so helpful. And um, yeah, I just feel like when sometimes it can be hard for me to like process my feelings or like talk to people. I, I have trouble like talking to people about my feelings. So writing them out is just such a, an amazing way of getting them out somehow. If it's not speaking, it's writing them down. And it's also something that I do tell other people to like, all I like to be like, If you're having a bad day, go write it. Go write it out if that feels like something you could do. Because I do think it's such a therapeutic way to express your feelings when you feel like you when you don't feel comfortable speaking to someone about them. Yeah.
0: It is I totally feel the same way even though I'm technically an extrovert I think feelings are so complicated and intense it is hard to talk about them Mm -hmm. and I often find that I can't even figure out what I'm feeling or why I'm feeling it until I write about it yes there's something something about writing I used to use the metaphor of it's like the pen is like a straw into your soul. (laughs) It just like draws things up out of your soul that you didn't even know were there. Totally. Because I think that when, if somebody asks me how I'm doing, my answer is not going to be very deep.
1: No. But my writing
0: will. Yeah. I'm
1: I'm so much more honest in my writing than I think like Ah. outside of it
0: that's maybe that's part of it. it is because we're all sort of conditioned to especially as women that we feel like we don't want to upset people we don't want to say the wrong thing so maybe we sort of unconsciously edit ourselves a little when we talk but when we write we can be totally authentic especially Mm -hmm. if you're writing by yourself nobody has to read what you wrote it's just for you Mm exactly yeah i think it is incredibly powerful also I know I've said this before, but there is science that shows that when you name something, when you give something that's like this big, complicated, overwhelming feeling, a word or a phrase, it actually moves in your brain from the back part of your brain, where it's just like raw emotion to the front part of your brain, your frontal lobe, and The frontal lobe, as we all hear about this all the time, the frontal lobe is our rational brain. It's our most evolved brain. So when you name something, you take an overwhelming thing and you make it, um, you literally wrap your head around it. You make it understandable and you like package it and make it make sense. Whereas before it was just overwhelming. Yes. So that is very powerful. I wanted to just have you talk just a little bit because I think this very much your writing has sort of led you on this path. And then I think to the work that you're doing, you bring your your writing, and that is the work that you do with young people with Youthline. Could you just mm-hmm. talk a- briefly about that?
1: Yes, so I am a peer-to-peer responder for Youthline, which is a crisis help and support line for teens. believe we support Ages up to like twenty four, um, and people can text or call or chat in, and I'm just there to support them in any ways I can to finding to them finding their own solution or their own support. Um, I we're not meant to be really a. Long term, we're not really meant to be a long term solution, but we are meant to be a tool for them to like find their own support and their own solution and path to the solution. I guess. Love that. It's such a powerful
0: organization and I'm going to include the link to this org in the show notes because I want everyone to know about it and to use it because it's really important and an incredible organization. The fact that you found them and wanted to, it's brave work to do this thing. I mean, you're having to hold the pain and panic of other young people it's pretty intense and I know they gave you really great training for it but it takes a special person to do it I wanted to know about what what made you feel when you first heard about it it's kind of like firefighters run toward the fire when most people run the other way like it's similar like you're running toward the pain versus running away from it most people if you start talking about emotional problems they're like get away from me but you are not afraid. You face and hold other people's emotional pain. How did you, what What inspired you to apply for the job?
1: I think, well, my mom heard about it because it's based in Portland, but they have a branch in Bend. And so she found out about it and thought it was something that I might want to do because she knew that I do love talking about mental health, and I feel like it's such an important thing to be able to talk about. I think what drew me to Youthline, I think, is just the fact that I felt like mental health was so important to me, and I know how hard it is to talk to people you know sometimes about mental health, but to strangers, it is much easier, and when I started volunteering for them it was just such it's such a great environment the supervisors and the other volunteers they're all just amazing people so it really like makes me want to go in every week and sit and talk about all this different stuff and talk to all the different people reaching out to us I think There's not one reason why I wanted to do it because it, it can be hard, but it's so rewarding. Mm. I, yeah, it's, it's a big subject for me. So I could talk about it for hours, but I find it to be an amazing organization that I love to volunteer with. They are so lucky to
0: have someone like you. You're such a a wise old soul and you're so compassionate and understanding and, those are gifts that you will be able to help people your whole life. Your whole life will be a gift because of who you are. Um, I think for the listeners who are interested in, it's similar. I love how you talk about it's offering people tools to find their own answers, which is totally what the intuitive writing project is about. Is like, I'm not here to tell you what to think. I'm here to give you space so you figure out what you think and what you want to do. Because I know I say this all the time, but I truly believe everyone is their own expert and their own teacher. And I think, at least for me, I learn from myself through writing. It's amazing how it happens. And that's what I love for y'all is I feel like every time you write, you find some sort of insight that's what you need. So I was wondering if you could offer, just throw out some suggestions for young people who are even just from like having a bad day or having being annoyed about something to having like a a couple of bad weeks, what kind of writing, what kind of things would you recommend that people write about that you have found helpful? What kind of prompts or writing types of writing are helpful for you?
1: Yeah, I would say nature is a big one. Mm. Um, I wrote in kind of a poetic form, but I also don't, I try not to like confine myself to a specific thing. Like I kind of just let the, like the pen take me and I just kind of follow it. Um. So I would say, yeah, I, I think one is just not letting like one thing confine you. And then- So it sounds like also
0: not having- an
1: expectation that it should be a certain way just yeah. let it come out yes. however yeah that's yeah that's a good way to put it not yeah not having expectations and then I would say I write about mental health a good amount um and I would say also just writing about like whatever's on your mind just start with whatever the first thing that pops into your mind and go with it because the chances are like a lot will come out from that. Right.
0: Um, so. right? So this is the final question. And this is the eternal question for all anyone who does anything creative is what do you do when you started a project and then you just go blank or before you even start you're blank? Like what are things that get you unstuck? Cause we all get stuck. It's part of being human. Mm-hmm. I think.
1: Yes. I would say listening to music is a big one. Um, and then you have told me to do this a lot and it is really helpful actually and it's just like writing writing out random things that kind of pop into my mind until I get something flowing the chances are that I'm gonna like start with one thing and then it will totally go a different <laughs> direction that's what usually right. happens with my writing Right. but I think just like being happy or like being like proud of yourself for just like trying yeah not, not being just because something just because it's not perfect just because it's not what you wanted it to be in the beginning doesn't mean it's not good doesn't mean that you, you failed <laughs> but I think it's just like about kind of letting it go a bit and just writing out how you're feeling and not holding those expectations to write a specific way or write about a specific thing or compare yourself to other writers oh. Oh, a big one don't do that <laughs> yeah. just be proud that you tried to write and I think that that will help you continue to write
0: I love that. I mean, everything that you're describing, funnily enough, for free writing also applies to life. Like, don't compare yourself to others. Don't expect it to be yourself or your writing to be a certain way. You also mentioned that whole perfection thing. I think the great my my what I've noticed over the last eleven years of doing this is what trips people up the most is that what we learn in school that writing, writing is also used in academic settings. And unfortunately that often spoiled it for people because then they associate writing with writing an essay which does have to be quote unquote perfect. Ugh. And I think that's where we get stuck. So anytime, I th- I love the idea that you just let go of, it doesn't, there doesn't have to be any kind of structure. It doesn't matter if you can't spell, I still can't spell. I still come up with words that spellcheck doesn't even recognize because they're so far off. Who cares? You just let it flow. I love that you said, just let it flow out of you without judgment and trust. I think that I know this comes up a lot in class where you or others will write something and you'll have a judgment about it. As we all do, we always judge ourselves. That's like human. And then you read it out loud and everyone is like, oh my God, that was amazing because we're so hard on ourselves. So as much as possible, like not judging it, letting it come out. Mm-hmm. And knowing that it's it doesn't even matter if it's good or bad. I mean, that's, I think, your point as well. It doesn't matter what it is. It's being proud of yourself, like you said, for just doing it,
1: yeah. getting
0: something out. And it's the the reason I truly believe that it doesn't matter if AI can write an essay is AI cannot replace for us the emotional experience of writing, regardless oh, yeah. of what it is. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm
0: yeah you feel yes. good when you write so last um last thing what is your favorite thing to write about
1: my favorite thing to write about mm, I would say probably looking back at most of my writing it's majority of my pieces are probably about mental health so mm. I would say mental health yeah. which is a huge passion of mine. So it makes sense that that be something that I write a lot about. So.
0: Yeah, I think that's brilliant. And that's what you do so eloquently and beautifully. Um, You can read all of, well, not all, we don't publish everything that you all write because some of it is too personal, but occasionally you write something that is, feels like it could be shared with the world. So Some of your amazing writing is on our blog at intuitivevoice.org. And it's incredible. All of your writing is so beautiful and so moving and you're so talented. Thank you, Sarah, for coming today and just being who you are.
1: Thank you. I'm glad I got to be here with you today.